Well, hello everyone. I'm Reverend Carla and welcome to Spirituality Matters. And now I invite you to settle in to this sacred space where I invite you to meet me right where you are. And let us be reminded that the sacredness of us together transcends our physical bodies. And our time together is just as sacred and meaningful as if we were sitting beside one another. Okay, let's get started. Now, today's podcast is entitled not all Christians. But before we get started, I'm just going to invite you, let's take a collective breath and just know that all is well, which by the way, my all is well, because my, my old black cat just joined us. You know, my, I, I kind of have this floating studio. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see that every once in a while I change backgrounds because I kind of just fit with whatever's going on in, in our home. Eventually, I think I'll make my way through the home and find a place where I'll finally be permanently settled. And that will be where I record the podcast. But for today, I'm in a back bedroom and I have this lovely shrub behind me. So I think it makes for a good setting. But like I said, let's take a collective breath and just know that all is well, because this is a perfect time for me to remind all of you who might be watching this or listening to this, that especially if you are a practicing Christian and you are enriched in that spiritual community and you are blessed by your religious beliefs, I want to just say blessings to you because I'm not here to try to change your mind. Truly, I am not. I rarely engage with you um, when you push back on my beliefs um, other than I want to equip others for things to say when you attempt to take a dominant position of authority over me or my followers. So sometimes you will do that in the comments to make it sound like somehow your position of authority in it, that your beliefs are somehow superior over to over ours. And I literally just had this happen this week where someone demanded, she literally demanded that I take all my account down, all my accounts down because I couldn't substantiate what I was saying to her satisfaction. I'm not even kidding. And of course I didn't. And of course I blocked her because I'm not going to try to engage with someone like that. And I'm not going to try to change their minds. And with all due respect, we're just not going to play that game. Your beliefs in your superiority over me or anyone is based on your religious beliefs. And you have been indoctrinated into a religious belief system that truly doesn't reflect reality. Now, when I say something like that, either in comments or other places, people will say, well, that's just so rude. It's not rude by stating something that's true. I know it used to be true for me. For many years, I felt obligated to stay silent because of my indoctrination into my spiritual beliefs led me to believe that even though I was no longer in church, I somehow was still beholden to that system, that somehow I agreed that I was broken because I was not able to abide by those, that religious system that I, that even though I had left it, but that's not what's happening anymore. So those of us who are, uh, deconstructing and healing from religious trauma in the public forum and inviting other people to join us on this journey isn't necessarily to say, we want you to be silent. No, we want to join the table of spirituality. And sometimes that means we tell our stories about what happened to us inside religion. 
And those stories are painful for us, but we also know that there are power in those stories. So it's so important because that's how you begin to heal. And that's also how you find your community. But people get offended by it. So what I'll often do is say, those who oppose me, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll ask you to, to accept an invitation to be blessed on your journey, be blessed in your beliefs. Just know that I do not hold to your beliefs, nor do I feel obligated to feel inferior to them. And so in all honesty, even though I may be addressing a comment or something that you have written or you've DM'd me or emailed me and however else you find, however way you find me, I'm really not offering those words to you. I'm offering it to those of us who are deconstructing, those who are learning to heal from religious trauma and those who are embracing their spiritual but not religious path because sometimes they can feel triggering and they can wobble you when you're just starting that journey. So if I can help you with words and I can show you how other people are responding when, when people push back, that is why I sometimes respond to those comments to equip you with the knowledge and the confidence to stand in your truth and authenticity because you matter. Okay, moving on. A key element to your healing, I'm talking specifically now to my followers, and stepping fully into your authenticity is to understand that this table of humanity is big, big enough for all of us. And like I always say, God is big enough to share. Okay, so that was a little detour because we are going to get into the not all Christians. And this is also reflected. Uh, these thoughts are also reflected in the in this week's blog that will also be um, that was uploaded this past Sunday before the, the podcast is uh, posted on Tuesday. So be sure to go read that at I believe it'll be at revcarla.com. We are in the middle of moving some things over to numasoul.com. So everything lives on one place and it makes it so much easier to see things. But so if you can't find it at revcarla.com, just check out numasoul.com and see if you can, you can find it there. But in order for us to get to the not all Christians conversation, let's have a conversation about the shadow. Now we have had this conversation before, but this is what we're going to do. This isn't so much this conversation about the not all Christians isn't about turning the mirror towards them or pointing, pointing the finger at them. There always comes a, a point in whatever ex life experience we're having, where we need to take responsibility for our response to anything around us. And that includes the not all Christians. So in order for us to take responsibility for it, it's important to invite the shadow back into this conversation because it has relevance for today. So as a reminder, what is the shadow? The shadow is considered dark. Sometimes people want to call it like a dark, it's like it's a dark spiritual practice, or it's a dark, um, a, a dark, the dark side of us, but really it's who we are. We have both light and darkness in us. It's being aware of this and embracing the things of us that we adore, the thing, the things that we love to show the world, our craftiness, our creativity, our humor, our compassion, our talents, whatever they are. But the shadow, if we don't acknowledge it and learn how to utilize it for our good, it can overpower power us. So it's a part of who we are and we cannot be afraid of it. 
Now, Carl Jung was the first one to introduce the concept of the shadow into the Western world. So you can go down a nice big rabbit hole and learn more about that. If that's some kind if that kind of psychological um, experience is something that you want to learn more about, but he described it as the disowned parts or the unrecognized or unconscious parts of our personalities that our ego fails to see. But I would also say that we block our soul from recognizing and acknowledging and, ex- and embracing that of who we are. So when we don't recognize it, it doesn't mean that others don't see it. As a matter of fact, a lot of times when we fail to recognize it, it's exactly what the world sees. We want to believe that we are this funny, smart, sweet, talented person, but with when our shadow is out of control and we refuse to acknowledge that it's there, it actually is, is how people oftentimes will describe us before anything else because it's out of control. Now, how does this happen? Okay, so as children, as we come into the world, we have the capacity to be healed. We are whole. We are complete. We are learned, but we we are set into an environment that is around broken people, our parents, our caregivers, whoever is in our lives, how they train us, how they encourage us, how they punish us, how they reward us all starts to shape our light and our shadow. So what does that look like? Well, let's say that you have a a young child who cries when, when he or she or they are upset. And someone says to them, don't cry, don't be a sissy. That child grows up to learn that any kind of emotion that shows weakness is bad. So instead of Instead of accepting the fact that we, we are afraid, we hurt, we lose things. So, so because emotion, that, that kind of emotion that can prompt crying comes from a lot of different things. It can actually come from joy. But the child recognizes tears as something negative. So even though they might, as they grow older, they might be more exposed to people who are embrace their tears and understand that it's a way to release pain, a, a way to express joy, a way to, dis, to, to disperse anger in our lives, they're not able to see that for themselves because they're not aware of the shadow. So that makes it very hard for them then to turn to those in their circles, in their family, in their work life, however that is showing up in their lives. They're not able to go to those places of emotion that might invoke tears. And that could be joy, fear, anger, sorrow. So parts of them stay at bay because they're never going to invest to the point that tears might come. Now, once you become aware of what the shadow can or can't do in your lives, you understand that I'm really starting to feel emotion. 
let me back up. So shadow work for that person might look like this. I'm really starting to feel emotion that's bringing up tears. And I know that a part of me wants to, to run away and, and suppress that. But I see other people accepting tears. The people in my circles tell me that having tears are safe, that it's actually, it's a good, healthy expression of emotion. So what about me will not allow me to release those tears? That's shadow work. It's that human finally meeting the shadow that's preventing them from stepping fully into their lives. Now that might apply to you in so many different ways, and it might show up throughout your life. As I'm recording this, I'm a couple of days away, a couple of months away from my 60th birthday. I still can't believe that to even say it, but I am. And I I'm, I'm grateful for every minute of the, every day that I've had on this earth, but I still struggle with my shadow. It shows up in ways that knowing the work that I must do to continue this, to continue at this pace and continue to uh, have this ministry thrive, I need to be even more committed now than I ever have in my life to do shadow work. Because, and I've said this very often, just one little detour here. I've said this very often when people, people often will ask me, well, how do you feel about um, manifestation practices where you visualize where the things you want, where you put in, where you put in spiritual practices around uh, creating, manifesting the things, your, the, the dreams of your heart, the, the things that you long for. And I believe in manifestation, but I don't believe it, that it. It should be the number one priority of our soul work, because if you are not doing the work, the inner work that balances you and grounds you and prepares you for your life, it doesn't matter how much you manifest, you, it will not stick. And it doesn't mean that you will be happy. Just getting all the, all the wealth, all the pretty cars, all the, the beautiful home, all the success, it will not stick if you're not working on that, which is broken inside you so that you're showing up as a better version of yourself each and every day. And that includes shadow work. So for me, I'm stepping fully into something that is growing now beyond me. And, and by that, I mean, we are welcoming new team mem members to Numa Soul Center for a Spiritual Transformation. And I have to be prepared to invite them in and empower them. That means letting go of things. And as someone who has been a single parent and worked really hard and sometimes worked three jobs and, and felt and had to control very, very much elements of my life and have and come from an abusive background in various ways in my life where I learned how to, to not only survive those, but to thrive beyond and, and to, to move past those, that trauma into my life that I've carried some shadow with me. So as you're starting to let go of things, then you, that's when those shadows will show up and say, well, no, only I can do that. No, I need it done this way. Do you hear, do you see what's happening? Because the things that I did to survive are no longer serving my highest good. And that will have reflections or implications on what we're doing here. I know someone out there is really hearing me and understanding that this has relevance for your life. So I have had, when something feels like it's, it's spinning on be, beyond me, I've been like, whoa, 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 you're, what is this? What's going on? You're getting ahead of me here. 
And then I realize, wait, what is that? That has nothing to do with what's happening here. That's coming from a place when I felt out of control in my life. That's shadow. So I'm going to sit with this because this is not, this is beauty. This is a, this is a, this is a company blooming and doing exactly what we are supposed to be doing as a team, as a family together. So you see how it shifts, but I'm aware of it. So how can I then use it to my good when I know it's there? That's the shadow work. And you're like, all right, that's a really good talk. But what does this have to do with today? All right. I'm going to end this with one quote, and then we're going to get into the not all Christians. I want you to know that the shadow grows every time you repress. Now I saw this in a, in an article and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the name. Maybe I've got it right here. Hang on. Yes, I do. It's a wonderful article from medium.com. And the writer is Kimberly Fosu. She looks amazing. She deserves all the credit in the world for what she wrote. It's called a simple guide to transcending the darker aspect of yourself. We will link this in the show notes because it's absolutely fascinating. And it's one of, even though I've, I've written about the shadow before, and I've read a lot of things, this is a simple how-to guide to address your shadow. So be sure to spend time with this and bravo to Kimberly Fosu, but she's the one who said this, the shadow grows every time you repress, the shadow grows every time you repress and you are only so big, your heart, mind, soul triad is only so big. So what that mean? what does that mean when the shadow grows? It's going to overpower other parts. It's because it, it's it, the container is only so big. So it starts to suffocate the good things that are there to really help you and, and sustain you. All right. Now onto the blog content. Now I have to admit that I, and I already talked about this at the beginning, when we're talking about the, not all Christians, I actually can also start to come from a place of defensiveness because I understand oftentimes where that comes from. When you hear somebody talking about Christianity, or you hear somebody talking about religion, and you're feeling like that is something that serves you, you can be triggered, you can be pinged to the point where instead of hearing the rest of our story about what your what is hurting you or what hurt you or what your experience was, you glob on to the part that offended you and you come back with a defensiveness, defensive mark remark because you're holding that space. You went to the edges of your comfort zone and you're not going to go out. You're not going to go out there because we have to remember that on the edges of our comfort zone is where growth is on the edges of our comfort zone is where change lives. It's where connections live. It doesn't happen when we're deep and trenched, wrapped up in a blankie inside our comfort zone. It happens on the edges. That's where we meet each other. But when you get that close and the ground feels shaky and you don't recognize the things around you, the way we push back is by saying, no, that's not me. I don't accept that. And that allows you to back up and get back into your comfort zone because I'm not going to hear anything else you had to say because you spoke in such a broad generalization that I can only hear that it impacts me, that you're talking about me. And we're not, we're not. We know it's not everybody. We know that there are good people out there in religion. We know this. We don't need that. 
that's getting that's that's taking us back. You're you're inviting us back into your rules when you say that. And it negates and dismisses the pain that we are sharing. But although I can't stop you or prevent you from saying that, and it's not going to stop. Even when I explained, I've made, I've made videos and I've, I've written other blogs about the not all Christians, someone will inevitably come back and say, yes, but when you say that, like, did you just hear anything I just said? I, I did the video. Someone said, not all Christians. I did a response to the not all Christians. And your response is just to repeat what that person said. It's like this, this, this one tape that everybody just keeps playing and it's not helping anybody because none of us are going to stop telling our stories. We're finding community here. We're finding support here. If it had worked for us in religion, we would have stayed there, but it didn't. So the parts that were broken and the not all Christians failed or we would never have left. That's a hard reality, but that's the truth. No one is really absolved from this in a way if, if you are aware that it was going on. And a lot of people are, but they can compromise to say, well, look at all the other good that we that comes out of what we do here. So it's time to forgive and uplift church leaders and the system because of the good. When in reality, if you look in that in that back door where all the people who have left are laying, you understand that the system is oftentimes broken and it really needs repaired. That's a story for another day. But since I want to talk to you and who I'm talking to now are the people who will respond to the not all Christians, because I will oftentimes pick one and I'll do a response video or I'll write something. But a lot of times before I can even get there, you have gotten there and I don't blame you. I'm not judging you. I understand your anger and your frustration. I understand the, the harm that that, that that comment is, is not all Christians. I understand what that's doing to you. I understand the pain. I understand the trigger. Because I understand that it's reminding you that they sat in the pew alongside you and they heard what was happening to you. They witnessed it. I understand that that's what it's triggered you. Maybe not exactly that person, but that's exactly what it's reminding you of, especially if you're a member of the LGBTQIA plus community. If you are a single parent, especially a woman, a woman, a lot of times they are marginalized and dismissed because they were too weak or not strong enough to keep a man, their husband at home, all of these different things that can happen. The stories go on and on. Friends, if you ever just spend a little time, especially on one of the videos that goes viral on TikTok, look at the comments, sit outside of your comfort zone and look at what people are saying and how much they have been hurt and violated. So your triggers to the not all Christians are valid. Your pain is real. Your feelings of rejection, they're very true. And your heart and your soul are not deceiving you. That comment hurts you. So in other words, what's happening there 
is your shadow is responding. Your shadow is responding appropriately because your shadow is reminding you that you are never going to get hurt again. And so that comes out oftentimes in vitriol to protect you because you are not going to go back to that system and no one is going to ever say that to you again. So you flash out in, in some hateful words right back to them. But what I want to invite you to do is to see that the pain that you are expressing through those words aren't necessarily aiding you in your healing. Now, I'm not judging the fact that you do it. I have done it. I understand that it's part of the journey. But if we understand that people are going to respond from their space of reality, from their perception of reality, that has little to do with where you are, and it has it pays no regard to your pain, then you can almost expect that those comments are going to come up. So who is it that needs to change? It's us. And what is for your highest good? Your highest good is to find the place where you can process that pain so that it doesn't overpower you and suffocate the places where you are healing. Because while anger can be righteous and it can be a part of your healing, it isn't if it's moving you back. And it certainly isn't if it's spiraling you into an exhaustive debate with someone in the social media wars that will absolutely no go nowhere. You will put, trigger something on them that will also trigger something in the comment in the original commenter. And because the original commenter is already sitting in indoctrinated religion that convinces them that all they have to do is, is completely exhaust you with words until they have won. That's what they're used to. So there has to be a better way. And there is. And that's where the sacred soul work of shadow work comes into play for you and me, my friend. And I will be the first to tell you that it can be hard and it can be scary. But what's really happening here is we're telling a story that invites people out of their comfort zone. They don't want to be a part of that. So they make the not all Christian, Christian statement to go back into their comfort zone. You're then at the edges of your comfort zone when you say, yes, it is, or whatever, whatever you say back to them. And it's just hitting back and forth, back and forth, right on these edges, but it's not, it's colliding, it's tension. But what we can do is go to the edges of our comfort zone and then stop and say, what's going to serve my highest good right now? My shadow is here and I know it. And it's a good part of me because it defends me when I need, it triggers me. It sounds the alarm when something is off. And that can be good because we know that this, that's exactly what happens with fight or flight or any kind of dangerous thing. That's where our ego comes into play and works in cooperation with us. But that edge of that comfort zone at this opportunity is a place for you to turn that into magic to heal. I know sometimes the keyboard wars feel good, but when it's repetitive and it's exhausted, then we're not, we're staying in that same place with our comfort zone and we're not expanding beyond it. 
and moving past it and growing out because the, the, the bigger our comfort zone is, the more we can navigate in our lives and invite people in and out of it as we want. We understand how to reinforce our boundaries and we understand like, eh, that's not for me. I'll let that pass on through because I'm setting my sights here and I'm moving past that. So I'm going to listen to that video and what Rev Carla said, and I'm going to ignore the noise and the bantering and the people jumping up and down on the sides that might be providing a little bit of an entertainment, but it has nothing to do with us because we're moving on. We made choices to stay away and out and spiral out of that system. So my friends, I want to say that you consider another way. I'm going to invite you that when you are triggered and your shadow is, is wants to respond in anger, are you ready to stand at your comfort zone and expand beyond it by saying to the not all Christians, to anyone who has triggered you, thank you for reminding me that nothing has changed in the system that I left. Thank you for confirming my decision to embrace a spiritual path that is aligned with my true authentic self. Thank you for giving me a, a, a mirror, a glance on what's still there that no longer serves my highest good, because that is not an indoctrination into spirituality that I want to have. I'm looking at something that can embrace my authentic self and move me into a place where I can be a healing balm for the world. And I do that one step at a time. And so I invite this anger to become a, a calm balm for my soul, a loving balm for my soul, a healing balm for my soul. And know that they can't touch me anymore. And from here, I say, thank you. Will you join me on this journey? For it is we who must continue to heal and grow in spite of those around us, in spite of the noise around us. For this is indeed sacred soul work. And soul work, my friends, is the foundation of your spirituality. It has always been about what's here. Religion taught us the external, the community, and now we're going to work on this. Then we can reach out and figure out how we are connected. Until then, isn't this a beautiful place to be where we're finding each other, affirming each other, loving and comforting each other? I know I'm glad. Okay, beloveds, I'm honored to be in this space with you. And I pray you receive something I know that I did because the teacher teaches what she needs to hear. And I feel that tonight. I feel this... Um, this, this loving, calm energy, because like I said, I also feel oftentimes that trigger, that invitation to be with my shadow and listen to what it's teaching me. And now beloveds go in peace and be at peace. Go in love and may you be loved. Go and know that others are on this journey with you and you are not alone. You are seen and deeply and unconditionally loved just as you are blessings on this week, and I will see you soon. Bye for now.
Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Spirituality Matters wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch the uncut version of today's episode on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to Rev Carla's channel for more videos. Submit questions for upcoming Q&A videos or topics of discussion to spiritualitymatters at revcarla.com. As always, follow at Rev Carla on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest for more spirituality teachings. Bye for now!